Hallelujah. So everybody got their Bible? Turn to Deuteronomy chapter 7. That's where we started last time. Hallelujah. Deuteronomy chapter 7. Are you there? All right. Uh, let's look at verse 7, Deuteronomy chapter 7, verse 7. Are you there? Okay. If you don't have it in your Bible, and it's on the screens, praise the Lord. If it ain't on the screen, look at your Bible. Amen. We're going on with this word today. I promise you that. Amen. Deuteronomy chapter 7. The Lord did not send his love upon you nor choose you because you were more in number than any people. For ye were the fewest of all people. So the Lord is talking to his people saying, I didn't choose you because you were great. Okay, next verse, verse 8. What's it say? But because the Lord loved you, and because he would keep the oath which he had sworn unto your fathers, hath the Lord brought you out with a mighty hand and redeemed you out of the house of bondmen from the hand of Pharaoh, king of Egypt. So verse 9, he's reminding them of what God has done. And he's done it out of love for them. Amen? So, so they're, they're experiencing his love. Verse 9, are you there? Okay, so verse 9 says, Know therefore that the Lord thy God, he is what? He is God. The what God? The faithful God, which keepeth covenant and mercy with them that love him and keep his commandments to what? A thousand generations. He keeps his covenant, he keeps his mercy to you towards you for a thousand generations. So is it gonna run out? Is it going to be all over in a minute? Is it going to stop when you mess up? No. His love for you, his promises to you, his mercy towards you is going to extend for how long? A thousand generations. And the only way you're going to live a thousand generations is if the Lord comes back. Amen? Amen. Because how long is a generation? How long is a generation? It's about 40 years, right? So are you going to live a thousand generations? Only if Jesus comes, right? So what is he saying to us? He's going he's gonna to be faithful. He's going to keep covenant. He's going to keep mercy with us until Jesus comes into eternity. It's never going to run out. So that his faithfulness to you never runs out. Say his faithfulness to me, say to me, never runs out. Say his covenant keeping with me never runs out. Say his mercy towards me never runs out. He keeps it for a thousand generations. Amen? 
Amen, amen. And so we, we, we press in to understand that he loves us that way. So, so if stuff happens in our lives, contrary to this, it's not him doing it. If stuff happens contrary to this, he's not doing it. Because the Bible says all of the promises of God in him are yes, they're amen, meaning what? He's going to do what he said. And if something contrary happens, it can't be him. Because that's not what he said. Did he say, I'm going to drop you? I'm just going to drop you. Did he say, I'm going to kick you to the curb? He didn't say that. He said, I might leave you. Did he say that? What did he say about leaving you? He said, I'll never, right? He said, I'll never, I'm not doing that. So when the negative happens, uh, uh, we can't can't look to him because it's not about him. He didn't do that. Amen? How many of you remember that from last week? Amen? Anybody listen to the podcast this week? Get up on it. Amen. Connect with somebody today before you leave. If you don't have it on your phone, you can't make it work. Somebody here know how to make it work. Amen. Amen. Because now you can take the word with you out of here for free. Tell the Lord thank you. Amen. So we talked about the love of God and, and his and and so that is moving us toward results. God wants results. If somebody loves you like he loves you, don't you think he wants some results? Amen. When you when you when you love somebody and you give to them and you bless them and, and you buy clothes for them and put shoes on their feet and, and food on their table, uh, don't you want something to happen good? You're not beating your head against the wall for, for it to turn out bad, right? So God is doing everything he can for it to come out for your good. Amen. And so when we don't get the results we're after, it ain't God. Amen? And we shared that on last time, and I'm reminding you of it this time, that it's not God. Amen? But, but stuff happens in our lives, right? And stuff happens in our lives, and, and when stuff happens, what do we say? Sometimes we start doing, wandering off. Wandering off from God. Wandering off from God's ways, wandering off from God's instructions, wandering off from from the direction that God wants us to move, wandering off from what God would have us to be about. And when we wander off, we don't make the connection that when we wander off, it's going to affect your results. Say, wandering off affects my results. Wandering off affects my results. So when stuff starts jumping off crazy, it ain't God. Sometimes it's our wandering off from what God would have us to do. Amen? Some of you sitting here right now, you know some things that God wants you to do. Don't you? I'm not going to ask you where they are. It's some things you know he wants you to do. Don't you? Amen. Is it done yet? I ain't looking at nobody. Because probably, and if it's not, maybe there's been some wandering off. And you can wander off not just in action. You can wander off in your mind. Wandering off in your mind means you start thinking wrongly. Thinking wrongly about God. 
thinking wrongly about his word, thinking wrongly about his church, thinking wrongly about his integrity. Well, I know the Lord said that, but uh, I ain't seen it. I know that's what the word said, but the Lord know my heart. He know I can't be doing that wandering off. And it affects your results. Amen? So when stuff is happening and it's not all good, just check and see if you're wandering off. And if you are, just get back on track. Amen? You ain't got to beg and plead to get back on track. Say, oh, Lord, I, I, I get it, I get it. I'm back on track. He said, wonderful, let's keep going. He's good like that. Amen? Amen. And so we, we, we talked about the wandering off and how it affects your results. And I don't know about you, I can't afford not to have my results. Lord Jesus, I need all, I need everything he got for me. You know what I'm saying? I, I need my healing. I can't wander off. I need my money. I, I, I can't. I can't wander off. Amen. I, I, I need my blessing. I can't wander off. I need my increase. I, I, I just can't wander. I, I, if I wander, I, you know, sometimes you got to check your own self. Amen. Because most of us don't like to be checked by anybody anyway. <laughs> so so, so it would be better to check yourself. See, have, have I wandered off? Amen. Check your, ask yourself, because sometimes the Lord is speaking to you about your wandering off, but you do this. Why, why do we do that? Because, because the Lord doesn't yell at you when you wander off. He's good. He's so sweet. He don't yell at you when you wander off. He don't say, hey, 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 come here. Quit that wandering off. He don't do that. He, that's what your mama did. That's what your auntie did. That's what grandma did. Girl, you better come up in this house. <laughs> God don't do that. You know, he, that, that's that, that, that's the, he don't check you like that. Amen? He doesn't bring you back from wandering like that. You know how he does it? With a still, small voice. With a still, small voice. So if, you, if it's a still, small voice, you're going to have to crank your ears to hear him when he's trying to bring you back from wandering off. It's a still, small voice. It can come in the, in the night. It can come in the quiet. It can come in the music to bring you back from wandering so that you can get the results from, his, from him and his word that he promised you. Amen. Amen, amen. So he's got heart love for you. And, 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 and when you come into a relationship with him, uh, you begin to develop heart love for him. Anybody developing love for the Lord? Sometimes you get a little attitude with him, right, when stuff starts happening. But, 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 but you, you, get, you come back, Lord, I love you. You know, you start wandering off, well, I, Lord, I don't know whether you love me or not. And, and it looked like to me, it, it's looking kind of funny because I see them over there. They got this and, and they got everything I want over yonder. <laughs> What's up with that, God? But he brings us back. You come, you come to yourself when you get out there talking all kind of junk about God to God. 
Anybody talk junk to God about God? What's up, Jesus? I don't understand this. How you doing that for them? You ain't doing that. You ain't doing it for me. Thank God for the Holy Ghost. Because <laughs> the Holy Ghost come and say, you might want to you might want to change that. You might want to change your tone. <laughs> you might want to change your tone. You might want to change those words. Would you like to eat those words? Would you like to take them back? Would you like to repent saying that, saying those things? Amen. Glory to God for Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. And so we, 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 we talked about getting ill with God. And, and you know, I don't, I don't understand. I don't understand. I don't understand. Uh, but, but nevertheless, he, 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 he brings us back. Amen. And then he communicates to us, okay, these things right here uh, will position you and keep you in place for the results that should belong to you, that I've already prepared. Do you know there are things that God's already prepared for you? They're already ready. Say they're already ready. They're already ready. Say my stuff is already ready. So then if it's already ready, where's it at? Amen? A part of it is connected to doing the things that God would have you to do so that you can get the results in your life. And last time we talked about some of those things, and, and we talked about tithing is one of those things. It positions you for the blessing, positions you for the benefit. If you're not a tither, uh, it's affecting the results you should be getting. It talked about walking in love. If you're not walking in love toward everybody, it's, it's affecting the results that you should be getting. Now, walking in love don't mean hugging and kissing everybody. Amen. It, it, it don't mean that. It, it means having a right attitude in, in your heart towards everybody. Amen? Amen. And if, and if in your mind it ain't good, then you can confess that to the Lord. Lord, I'm loving them with your love by faith. You can do that, and the Lord will help you. Amen? Amen. Glory to God. So we talked about tithing. We'll, we'll, we'll help you get the results that you should be getting. Loving will help you get results that you should be getting. Today I want to talk about about. One other things that we mentioned last week, but we're going to go into it a little further, that would position you for getting the results you should be getting, and that thing is the sacrifice of praise. It's what? The sacrifice of praise. The sacrifice of praise will help bring the results you know you should have. The results you should have. And, and, and uh, the sacrifice of praise is, is biblical. Let me start there. Amen? And, and uh, in the Bible, they appointed singers. There were singers. There were musicians. Amen? Um, and some people, that was their whole dedicated life, was to sing and to praise God to sing and, and to praise, to play instruments, to become, wait, let, wait, wait, let me back up. First, first, to become skillful. To become what? Skillful at praise, at singing. To become skillful with instruments. 
so that, that, so that their singing and their playing could bring glory to God. Amen? And, and so in the Bible, there were singers and there were musicians that, that uh, uh, the Lord appointed, but he appointed them because, first of all, they were gifted, say gifted, by God, say by God, in music. Amen? And then everybody else got to join in. That was the rest of the congregation. Okay? Uh, 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 praise was, is so significant in the Bible that in the Bible, there is praise is a tribe. Praise is a tribe. And, and how many of you have heard about the 12 tribes of Israel, of God's people, right? Well, one of those tribes, the name of that tribe is Judah. And Judah means praise. Okay? Now, when I say tribe, I'm not talking about four or five people. Okay? I'm not talking about 10, 12 people. You know, if you got a big, giant family, you know, and it's like 12 kids, somebody say, oh, you got a tribe. Okay? Now, that's a lot of kids. Okay? But, but a tribe, in biblical history, it was thousands and thousands of people. So there were thousands and thousands of people who the Lord raised up to be praisers to be worshipers, okay? And uh, so that was in, in the Bible. And so in the, what, what, what is the book of Psalms anyway? The book of Psalms is a book of songs. What are they? They're songs. How many of them are there? Huh? How many, how many are there? I heard the right answer. Say it loud. How many? 150. If there are 150 songs, and that's just in the book of Psalms, there are other songs spread out through the word. If, if there's 150 songs in the Bible, do you not think that, that praise is important to God? Do you not think that it means something to him? Do you not think that, that something is attached to, to songs of praise? I can tell you that, that for that reason alone, uh, uh, the supernatural of God is attached to praise. The supernatural of God is attached to praise. And, and, and so in the modern day, uh, we, we've done it a little bit differently uh, because when I grew up in the church, there was no such thing as praise and worship. Was it? No. There was the choir, right? There was the choir, right? And, and, and the male chorus, Amen, and, 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 and the children's choir, I was in the children's choir. Well, the children's, in our children's choir, you had to wear these little white, these little white things, and, and, and the children's choir had, had this big red bow tied in the front. <laughs> so, so, so in the modern day, it, it, was a, it became a little different. So there was the choirs. Um, but do you know that in the Bible, in the, in the King James Version of the Bible, the word choir does not exist. 
It's in, it's in some of the modern translations. The Amplified has it and all that. But in the King James Version of the Bible, the word choir does not exist. Do you know that there's some choir-dominated churches? Where the choir run the church? You know anything about that? <laughs> where they decide what they're going to sing. They tell the pastor what they're going to sing and how long they're going to sing. If they're going to sing. They choose, the, they choose the music, and that word don't even exist in the King James Version of the Bible. The chorus don't exist in the King James Version of the Bible. I was in one of those choirs. <laughs> I was in one of those choirs that, uh, 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 you know, they had to have the, you know, fashion was about the choir. You had, to have the, you had to have the robe, the right kind of choir robe, so when you went to, to, to the anniversary over yonder at, at that other church, y'all was looking like something. I'm one of those kind of choirs. Going to tell the preacher what we're going to do, what we ain't going to do. Amen? And one year when we were so crazy, so crazy, the pastor wanted us to sing for the, for the watch night service. We said, Pastor, uh, we'll sing for the watch night service, but uh, right after midnight, we're going to have to leave because uh, we have other plans. Oh, yes, we did. And, 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 we, were, and we prepared for the after party that we were going to have after service on New Year's Eve. So New Year's Eve came, and uh, we, we put on our choir. They were bad. Let me tell you, they were bad. I mean, they were custom-made. Had our name on it. You ever seen? Y'all act like they, act like they never grew up in the church. Maybe y'all didn't grow up in the church like I did. <laughs> we had our robes and all that, and we did. And so we did what we were supposed to do. You know, we did our selections. <laughs> we did our selections. And then after uh, 12 o'clock, you know, it was like deuces, pastor. We out. And the whole choir got up and walked out to church. The whole choir got up and walked out to church and went to the house where the party was. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was in one of those kind of choirs. Amen. And the judgment of the Lord visited us, but I ain't, we ain't going to go into all that tonight, today because I ain't got that kind of time. Amen. Uh, uh, but the Lord was not pleased, and he communicated it to us because we didn't understand what the Bible says about praise and worship. We thought it was showtime at the Apollo Church House. And, and, and so, uh, but what the Bible says is a whole different thing. Amen. And so we didn't, we didn't do like, we, there was no such thing as a praise team. Where did that come from? That came from the word of God, where, where it teaches that, that in front of a battle, there needs to be some praise. Before the war starts, there needs to be some praise. There needs to be singers and musicians trained to praise the glory of God, to exalt the glory of God, to exalt power of God, to bring the presence of God on the scene. Amen? Amen. So that's where somebody, well, I, what, what is that praise scene business? That's where it, it came from, the word of God, to bring correction to the mess, 
to bring correction to what? To the mess <laughs> that was going on in the name of the Lord. Amen? Praise of God from a love-filled, obedient heart is supernatural. And it is full of power. Say power. But, 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 but we're talking about the praise that, that affects your results. I'm not talking about telling somebody they look nice. You, you got style. Uh, or you did a good, giving somebody an applause for, for doing a good job. I ain't talking about that. Are you understanding? I'm not talking about, oh, oh, that was wonderful. Thank, I'm not praising somebody. I'm not talking about praising your child for making a bed. I'm not talking about praising, praising your sister uh, because she looked after your kids for you. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about heart love for God communicated as praise is supernatural. It has supernatural power. I'm talking about sacrificing praise. And sacrifice, what is that? It's something your flesh does not want to do. It's something that your flesh does not want to do. Sacrifice is something your feelings don't want to do. Say feelings. Sacrifice is something your feelings don't want to do. Look at Psalm 27. Turn, to, turn in your Bible, Psalm chapter 27. Are you there? Psalm chapter 27 and verse 6. And it says, And now shall mine head be lifted up above mine enemies round about me. Therefore will I offer in his tabernacle sacrifices of joy. I will sing, yea, I will sing praises unto the Lord. Sacrifices of joy. You see that? What is a sacrifice of joy? That means be communicating joy with no feeling. Communicating joy with no feeling. That's, that's joy from the inside spoken outside. All right. Psalm 54. Let's go there. Psalm 54 and verse 6. there. Okay. It says, I will freely sacrifice unto thee. I will what? Freely sacrifice. That sounds weird, right? Because when you sacrifice, you're not happy about it, right? When you give your kids your last, you ain't happy about it. All you're doing is say, you better not mess up my money. <laughs> But Psalm 54 says, I will freely sacrifice unto thee. I will praise thy name, O Lord, for it is good. For he hath delivered me out of all trouble. 
and mine eye had seen his desire upon mine enemies. If somebody delivers you out of all trouble, can you not sacrifice a little praise for that person? Can you not sacrifice a little joy for that person who's delivered you out of all trouble? That's a whole lot for some of us, including me, glory to God. Sacrifice of praise is attached to the supernatural of God. And the sacrifice of praise, look at me, it does not start from a feeling. The sacrifice of praise does not start from a feeling, and it does not require emotion. It don't say, get yourself in the, into the good feeling and then praise me. Sacrifice of praise is, I don't feel like it. I'm not high up in the spirit. I'm going to do it anyway. Sacrifice of praise does not start from a feeling. It starts from a relationship with Jesus Christ. Who, who, who delivered you from all trouble. And so, and so we have to get that new understanding. This is a life-changing word. The sacrifice of praise does not start from a feeling and does not require an emotion. It starts from a love for God by you. When you love, you will sacrifice. <laughs> Don't get it twisted. When you love, you will sacrifice. Anybody ever sacrifice for somebody you loved? Sometimes when you sacrifice from love, it works out good. Sometimes when you sacrifice from love of people, it don't always turn out good. So, so, so you will sacrifice when you love. Amen? When you love your kids, you love your family, when you love stuff, you will sacrifice. You know, you, you will sacrifice. You got to love a car's and you need a car, and you go there to the car place, and, 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 and you know how much money you got. But when you get there, the car you went there for is nice, but you see this other car. Oh, man. Oh, my God. Look at that. I've never seen nothing like that. And, and it's, it's got the right kind of engine for all you technical people that just love. It's got the right engine. It's got, it's got fancy air conditioning. It's got electric this and electric, and the roof open up. You will sacrifice. Because then they say, well, you, you could get, I can get you in this car right here. Then you'd be trying to figure out, well, what can I do? Who can I not pay? Because then you're ready to sacrifice for what you love. Oh, you will sacrifice. <laughs> you will sacrifice for what you love. But sacrifice of praise is for something. Sac the sacrifice of praise is for winning. 
The sacrifice of praise is for winning. It's for what? It's for what? It's for winning. And it can be used like a weapon. If you're going to war, if you're going to battle, if you've got a, a tough situation, uh, the first thing you need to do is put out in the front is a sacrifice of praise. The sacrifice of praise is for winning. The sacrifice of praise brings his presence where you are. And, and, and so, so if, if the sacrifice of praise will bring his presence, what does that mean? When his presence comes, it'll change how you feel. You, you might start out offering a sacrifice of praise with no feeling at all, with no emotion at all. But if it's from your heart and you press into it, your feelings will change because he will come into the place where you are. He's come into this place where we are. Amen? That's how you can come in here feeling one way and go out feeling another. Because the sacrifice of praise brings his presence. The sacrifice of praise will bring his presence into your car. It'll bring his presence into your kitchen. It'll bring his presence into your bathroom. It'll bring his presence into your closet. He'll bring his presence into your bedroom. It'll change how you feel. It'll change your emotions from down and out and God awful and depressed. It'll raise you up. Because sacrifice of praise is supernatural. Amen? Psalm 22. Psalm 22 and verse 3. And it says, but thou art holy, O thou that inhabitest the praises of Israel. And we are Israel in spiritual sense. We are the people of God. But thou art holy, O thou that inhabitest the praises of your people. So what does that mean? That means when we give the Lord a sacrifice of praise, he comes. He does what? He comes into the place where we are. Chronicles chapter 5. Sacrifice of praise brings his presence to where you are. You can be in a horrible place and he'll still come in there. Huh. Oh, yes, he will. Second Chronicles chapter 5, beginning at verse 13. Just another communication to you that uh, the Lord will come through sacrifice of praise. And it came, to, it came even to pass as the trumpeters and singers were as one to make one sound to be heard in praising and thanking the Lord. And when they lifted up their voice with the trumpets and cymbals and instruments of music and praised the Lord, saying, for he is good, for his mercy endures forever, that then, 
Say then. Say then. Then the house was filled with a cloud. Even the house of the Lord was filled with a what? A cloud. So that the priests could not stand to minister by reason of the cloud. For the glory of the Lord had filled the house of God. Then the house was filled with a what? A cloud. What kind of cloud are we talking about? A rain cloud came in the church? No, it's not talking about a rain cloud came in the church. It's talking about the glory cloud of his presence. It's talking about the, the Shekinah glory cloud of his presence. And I don't know if you've ever been in a church setting, in a service setting, where the Shekinah glory cloud of God came in the room. But if you've ever experienced it, you will not be able to stand. <laughs> you will not be able to minister, sing, you just will be laid out. And, and I can tell you that when it comes in, it's visible. I've seen it more than once. It's visible. It becomes smoke. Like, it, looks like, it looks like it's smoke in the room. Like, where did that come from? The heat ain't even on. There ain't no fire. It's the presence of God coming in the room. The, the sacrifice of praise will bring his presence in the room. And, 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 and according to this scripture, uh, if the singers and the trumpeters are, 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 were as one, were as how many? As how many? As one. How many sounds? One sound to be heard in praising with the symbols. And the, then the Lord will fill the house with his presence. And when the presence of God shows up, it's not just for fun and enjoyment. He's coming to do something. He's coming to do something. He's coming to bring answers. He's coming to bring solutions. He's coming to bring love. He's coming to bring blessing. He's coming to wrap his arms around you. He's coming to hold you. He's coming to encourage you. Sacrifice of praise will release his presence into your place. You can have the Shekinah glory at your house. <laughs> Amen. Hallelujah. The sacrifice of praise is it's vocal and it's physical. It's what? Vocal and it's physical. It's why, it's why there's so much singing in the Bible. That's why there's a whole book dedicated to music in the Bible. Praise is vocal, meaning what? It's what? Out loud. Say out loud. Say out loud, loud. Praise is physical and it's vocal and it's out loud. Amen? It's physical. So in the Bible, you'll read where it says, bow down. Is that physical? Is that physical? So if it says bow down, it don't mean you're standing there and look. I ain't bowing down. My back hurt. Wait a minute. Okay? In the Bible, it says, lift up holy hands to the Lord. Do it right now. 
wonderful. Put it down. The first time I learned about uh, learned these things about, about praise and worship, and they said, lift your hands, I felt like it was a stick-up. You did too. Don't be looking at me like that. The first time you went to a church and they said, everybody lift your hands, you had, you had your hands up like this. You had your hands up like this. Like what they want from me. The Bible talks about lifting up holy hands for what reason? To praise the Lord. It talks about shouting. Shout unto God with a voice of triumph. Shout unto God with a voice of Anybody ever shout in your house? Amen. Okay. Dance before the Lord. Amen. Now, then they don't have to be one and the same thing. Amen. Somebody said, oh, I saw Sister so-and-so. She's, get, she's, getting her, she's getting her shadow. No, she was dancing. Amen. Dancing before the Lord is a form of sacrificing praise. Shout unto God. Amen? With the voice of trying. What does that mean? When it don't look like it don't, it don't work. When it don't feel like it ain't going, nothing going to come together. When everything is jacked up and toe up from the floor up, just shout unto God. That's supernatural. When I was growing up, I didn't even know what I was doing. Uh, uh, but but all kind of crazy stuff was going on in our house. And, and, and every once in a while, I didn't even know. I would just, I would just shout in the, in the house. In the house while they're drinking liquor and, 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 and gambling and, and doing some of everything. People tipping upstairs to the rooms. I would just, I would just They got to the place where they, they got used to me doing that. Like, why is she doing that? Don't pay her no mind. That's what they would say. Don't pay her no mind. But what was it doing? It was bringing God up in that place. Praise is vocal and it's physical. Amen? And so if you weren't taught that growing up, whatever, whatever, here, I'm giving it to you right now. Set you free right now. It's in the word of God. If you want to shout, shout unto God as a sacrifice of praise. If you want to bow down as a sacrifice of praise, do it. If you want to dance before the Lord, do it. Amen? It's a, it's a weapon and it's supernatural. Amen? I remember one of my daughters was, was waiting on the Lord for a breakthrough that she needed and that she wanted. And, and every day when she got home from work, there was a particular song that she would play the song by herself and dance before the Lord as a sacrifice. And what she was believing for, it came to pass. Because it was from her heart. It won't show time at the Apollo Church House. So somebody can see you get your shout on and shout in your stilettos, he, it was as unto the Lord. Amen? Praise is vocal and it's physical. Jeremiah thirty-three eleven. Praise, sacrifice of praise is vocal and it's physical. Jeremiah 33, 11 says, the voice of joy and the voice 
of gladness, the voice of the bridegroom, and the voice of the bride, the voice of them that shall say, praise the Lord of hosts, for the Lord is good, for his mercy endureth forever. And of them that shall bring the sacrifice of praise into the house of the Lord, for I will cause to, to return the captivity of the land as at the first, saith the Lord. Meaning what? At the voice of joy, at the voice of gladness, at the voice of the bridegroom who is at Jesus, at the voice of the bride who is at us, the church, at that voice, the Lord will give back to you what's been taken from you. That's what it says, I will cause to return the captivity of the land. Whatever's been taken from you, he'll bring it back to you. At the voice of your praise, at the voice of your joy. Amen? That's good news, right? He, uh, Hebrews chapter 13. I can't do all these scriptures today, but we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna keep going here, okay? We're going to do a couple more today. Hebrews chapter 13, are you there? It says, by him, therefore, let us offer the sacrifice of praise to God every now and then. 1315. You there? Okay. By him, therefore, let us what? Offer the sacrifice of praise to God continually. Not every now and then. Not when you feel like it. Not when everything is going good. Not when everything is lovely. But continually. That is the fruit of our lips. Giving thanks to his name. What is the fruit? of your lips, words, sounds coming out of your mouth have supernatural power if they're a sacrifice from your heart of praise to God. Sacrifice of praise forces Satan out. Amen? It forces him out and it changes your mind your mood, your emotions, it will lift heaviness, it will lift grief, it will lift sorrow off of you. Amen? Amen, amen, amen. The sacrifice of praise can win wars and do what? Bring victory. Win wars and do what? Win victory. Turn to Acts chapter 16. Acts chapter 16 and verse 25. And at midnight, Paul and Silas prayed and sang praises unto God. And the prisoners heard them. And suddenly... And suddenly, and suddenly, there was a great earthquake so that the foundations of the prison were shaken. 
And immediately all doors were opened and everyone's bands were loosed. They weren't in a great situation, but they chose to sacrifice praise unto God. And when they did, the supernatural happened. I said the supernatural happened. The supernatural happened and brought them out of prison. May the doors open. That's the power, the supernatural power in the sacrifice of praise unto God. The sacrifice of praise connects you to the love, power, and sound mind you're supposed to have. My mind is just running all the time. I can't get no peace in my mind. I just, I just wish my mind would be quiet. All the, it wakes me up in the middle of the night. I'm thinking this. I'm thinking that. I'm thinking the other. You need to offer a sacrifice of praise. Put praise on it and worship on in your room while you're sleeping. you get some peace in your mind. Amen? The sacrifice of praise connects you to breakthrough and the results that you should be getting because any because you do have a reason to praise the lord don't you you got your own reasons right i ain't got to tell you what they are i don't even know what they all are but you do don't you you have a reason to sacrifice praise over and over and over again hallelujah hallelujah all right and, and it'll keep you from wandering. It will do what? Keep you from wandering. The sacrifice of praise will affect your wandering off from God so that you can get the results that belong to you. But if you don't, you create problem for yourself. Last scripture, Psalm 107 and verse 4. Talked about the children of Israel some last time about how when things didn't go just the way they expected, they started wandering off. Psalm 107 verse 4, they wandered in the wilderness in a solitary way. Meaning what? In a so when, when, when you're wandering off, you're by yourself. Wandered in the wilderness. Where did they wander at? When you're wandering off, you're headed into the wilderness. What's in the wilderness? Nothing. Heat. No food. Amen? In the wilderness. They wandered in the wilderness in a solitary way. They found no city to dwell in. In the wilderness. There's no city to dwell in where you can live and stay in the wilderness. Hungry and thirsty, their soul fainted in them. When you stay away from church, when you stay away from doing the things that God would have you to do, you begin, be, become hungry and thirsty and start fainting, which affects your thinking, which affects your relationship with God, which affects the results that you should be getting. Hungry and thirsty, their soul fainted in them. Then they cried unto the Lord in their trouble, and being who he is, he delivered them out of their distresses. 
and he led them forth by the right way, that they might go to a city of habitation. Oh, that men would praise the Lord for his goodness and for his wonderful works to the children of men. For he satisfied the longing soul and filleth the hungry soul with goodness. The sacrifice of prayer will connect you to the supernatural of God so that you can get the results that you should be getting. Sacrifice praise from your heart. Where should it come from? Sacrifice praise from your heart as a lifestyle. Not just to get some stuff, but as a lifestyle. Not just to get God's good, good stuff, but as a lifestyle. And see what God will do for you. Sacrifice praise to him as a lifestyle. Do you need a feeling to do it? No. You don't need a feeling. You don't need an emotion. You just need a connection to God that says, I love you. And I understand the power that's in the sacrifice of a praise. 